This is Leadership in Motion with Dr. Israel Molina. Welcome to Leadership in Motion. In this episode, we'll discuss how to deal with clicks in the workplace. Clicks. What is a click? A click is a group of people that have the same beliefs and common interests within a workplace. But when you think about clicks, you think about what happened in middle school and high school. Think about middle school and high school. What were the type of cliques that you were exposed to early in life? If you think about cliques, think about maybe jocks, the preps, the music groups, the, the bands, the choir group or organization, the drama club, the art club. You had the nerds and, of course, those IT kids, right, that always knew everything about computers and stuff. But you also had what you have in high school is the socioeconomic cliques. Now, those aren't really cliques that was endorsed by a high school or, or organization of a high school. It's basically something that you actually were exposed to due to the socioeconomics of a person's background in the family and stuff, right? You actually notice this, especially during lunch. You notice that, you know, maybe little Timmy over there, right, he only uh, uh, has to pay 50 cents for his meal because he is part of a reduced lunch program because his family is poor and he doesn't really have to pay full price. And so what happens is that actually stigmatizes kids and people of other groups and, and cliques actually kind of like they talk about that person behind their back. They basically belittle them. And in some cases, of course, bullying people. So our very first exposure to cliques are in high school. And when I was doing my research on how cliques actually form, like I said, I had to go ahead and take a look at our early years, middle school, high school. And, of course, like for me, that was a long time ago, so I had to go ahead and ask my daughter about her exposure and her response to cliques within high school. And she told me that it was, it was basically trying to be popular. You would try to join a clique because all the cool kids are in this clique, you know, which you were trying to build up status because you're trying to you know, connect with these people. Those are the people who went to the best parties, who hung out together, who did all the cool things together. And that's why a lot of people actually try to join cliques. Now, of course, the jocks, you know, they always hang out together, and those are the, the kids in football, basketball, and whatever sports, you know, they kind of hung out together. But one of the things is that when you talk about cliques is don't get that confused with friendship. Because a clique... It's a group of people that share the same beliefs, common, common interests. Like I said, what it's, if, whether you're in a band or in a choir and stuff like that, right? But usually, they don't really associate outside that clique area. In this case, right, in high school. Usually, people that hang out together in those clubs, right? You know, they hang out together in, in school, but never outside, well, one of the things about friendship, friendship is 
somebody who doesn't judge you on what interests you have. You, they just basically, there's just somebody that you can hang out with and talk to and, and you know, maybe ride your bike, you know, when you're in middle school or high school. You know, you, you basically have just fun and games, you know, um, that, that you do. Clicks, basically, they feed off of exclusion. They like to exclude other people. And if you ever notice, right, you know, it clicks in high school and you see where people actually eat. Well, you know, you got the jocks eating at one table, right? You got the nerds over here at this other table and you got maybe the seniors table and then so, but they don't, you know, talk to the juniors or the freshmen. And you see that segregation. Everybody's trying to segregate each other. And then so the thing about it is that it works on exclusion. They do not like they don't like people to try to get in their their clique. So it's kind of hard for kids to try to, you know, talk to other people. So like my daughter was talking about is that kids join it just to try to 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 become popular, try to make friends, or at least have the appearance of being popular or making friends. So that's our very early exposure to, to cliques. And sometimes, right, um, they bully covertly. They kind of backstab people in high school. Uh, but sometimes it actually uh, is overt. They actually bully other people from other cliques or people who are not part of a clique or not part of a certain social economic status and stuff. So, but guess what? Surprise, surprise. High school um, didn't end cliques. It really didn't. Because... 43% of workers today basically state that their organization is cliquish. There's a lot of cliques within their organization. So if you thought that those days of cliques and the bullying and the backstabbing and the rumor mongering and, and all that stuff was over in high school, well, guess what? You have a little bit of a surprise because a lot of organizations, within a lot of organizations, there are cliques. And the thing about cliques within an organization, they basically thrive on the fact that there's poor leadership, weak leadership, leadership that they, they really don't care to address the clique issue within the organization. And that's, that's why it, it, it happens within organizations. And, you know, one of the things you can actually tell about an organizational, uh, organizational cliques is when you see they, they basically, they, they don't like outsiders. And, you know, in, in the workplace, the cliques are divided by the different types of workers. Whether you're a blue-collar or a white-collar worker, right, then, then you actually, that's two different cliques right there. So you got the admin folks, you got the management people, you got the smokers, non-smokers, you have the drinkers, non-drinkers. And in the military, you have officers, you have enlisted. And then so also within those sub-cliques, within those cliques, there's sub-cliques. And then enlisted, you have the senior NCOs, NCOs, airmen. You know, and the thing about it is that there, there are cliques and then there's sub-cliques that you have to um, take a look at. Now, one of the things that somebody told me a long time ago, and so I, I thought to myself, wow, that, 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 that really kind of stings, is that when somebody told me, just because we work together 
together, it doesn't mean that we're friends. Wow. Can you imagine that statement? I'm working with somebody. I was working with this individual for three years, and 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 I, I'm not sure whether he actually thought that he was, you know, higher than me of status or rank or whatever the case may be or whatever whatever it was but just because I we work together it doesn't mean that we're friends you know that that kind of that kind of like you know to talk about exclusion okay I guess we're really not friends or anything like that but that's what happens in clicks you know we we may see clicks and but the thing about clicks is that they, they can have their own common belief and interest, and they try to exclude you. But the problem with clicks is that when there's positions opening that an organization is posting for a job or something, and it happens to be maybe in management and you're a blue-collar worker and you kind of want to move up into maybe HR or, or IT or whatever the case may be, but because you don't belong to that click and that supervisor promotes that click, there's a good possibility that you're not going to get that position. It really is. And one of the things about that is that when a click's behavior crosses over into discrimination, now that opens up an organization to a lawsuit. If you apply for a job in HR and, okay, like for myself, I've applied for like, God, I would say maybe about 150 jobs in HR. I got a master's degree in HR and I can't step foot to even get a job in HR because the click is so thick that they won't accept me. You know, then then you run the risk of lawsuits. And, and this is something that I tell folks, right? If you feel that you're being discriminated against within your organization because there is a click that's hindering your upward mobility or your progression uh, within an organization, there are avenues that you can actually take. EEO is one. You can go ahead and go to uh, labor relations and, and actually, you know, find out. They have to go ahead and justify, hey, well, you know, you didn't get the position because they were looking for two years' experience and you only had one. Well, okay, okay, now you can understand, okay, well, I need a little bit more experience. Uh, but if there is no real reason not to, especially when it comes to entry-level level positions and stuff, right, then they need to go ahead and come up with a reason. And because a supervisor allows the click to actually, you know, fester and actually make decisions in some cases of who is going to get promoted within this organization, then you run the risk of um, lawsuits. So there are things that, you know, you need to actually take a look at. And one of the things about clicks is that they do hinder your upward mobility. So what do people actually do to try to get in with a click, you know? What do you actually do to try to uh, get accepted by a click? Now, in some cases, right, some people go on breaks at the same time that a certain click goes on break. You know, maybe try to break the ice or something like that, you know, start a conversation with people, you know, learn, you know, what, what, they, what they do, what they're interested in, right, so you can actually have something to, to talk about. And if you notice this, right, you know, is that, especially the past few years, and, and I guess Game of Thrones is over now. So. But a lot of people in some organizations, you have the people that are that were really into Game of Thrones, and then you had the folks that, that were not into it. 
So, of course, you know, those folks, they kind of created a subculture, a sub-click that actually loved that show. And unless you really followed that TV show, then you really have nothing to talk to them about. So some people actually go out of their way to actually go ahead and, and find out uh, about that show or something, right? Just so that you can have something to talk about, you know, Monday morning when you come back to work and you're hanging around by the, by the water cooler. And, you know, somebody said, well, people don't have water coolers anymore. Everybody brings their bottle of water or whatever the case may be and stuff, right? But at least be able to, to talk and communicate, you know, about something uh, of interest. And I, I'm originally from Chicago, and I'm a Chicago Bears fan. Yeah, go Bears. And, but I live in Texas. Now, over here in Texas, just about everybody is a Dallas Cowboy fan. So, so if you're not a Dallas Cowboy fan, you really don't have much to talk to these folks about on a Monday morning. So because of the fact that I can't see the Chicago Bears here all the time on a Sunday, uh, Sunday afternoon, uh, I would go ahead and, and see the Dallas Cowboys on, on TV. So that that way, on Monday morning, I can go ahead and say, hey, yeah, you know, Dak, you know, man, three interceptions. I don't know what, he kind of lost it or something like that, right? Or, or he was sacked two or three times or whatever the case may be. Or, or like in San Antonio where, where I live, this is a one-team town. And if you don't talk Spurs or no Spurs or actually are into the Spurs, you really, you know, don't fit in. So in the workplace, you know, okay, I, I probably would see one or two basketball games. Oh, yeah, you know, that was pretty cool. Yeah, Tim Duncan, that was a great shot. You know, that was a great three-pointer and stuff like that, despite the fact that I'm a Chicago Bulls fan. But the thing about it is we do and go out of the way to actually try to fit into these cliques, try to feel accepted. Now, one of the things about cliques, they basically they run on the principle of exclusion. They have to exclude people all the time, you know, for the click to actually, you know, progress, if you want to call it progression and stuff, right? They, so one of the things about ex exclusion is that it has the same chemical neurological effect on the brain as a physical, physical um, contact. So studies showed that when somebody feels excluded, when somebody feels, you know, hurt, maybe belittled or, you know, just not connected with people because of the fact that the clique wants, doesn't want them to be, you know, um, involved or interact or, or anything, it has the same type of effect. And you can tell, and now looking back and thinking about it, whenever I was in a situation where, you know, I was kind of like, I really didn't, didn't feel comfortable, you know, because this click, I didn't, I didn't feel really good about it. You know, I sort of got this pain in, and, and uh, let's see if you can really relate with this. It's like between your shoulders and your back and your spine, you feel, you feel like you're, you're hunched over and stuff like that. You know, you, you kind of like, because you're stressed out so much. And that's physical pain caused by, you know, the effects of clicks exclusion uh, where you feel uncomfortable i think it's probably has to relate with the flight or fight when it comes to the effects of clicks within the workplace another thing that happens is less job commitment people are not committed to work 
especially if they feel excluded by cliques. There's less job satisfaction. Like I said, health issues that arise by cliques. They say that 27% of people that work in a cliquish work environment leave their jobs within three years. Leave their jobs within three years. You think about it, right? You know, hey, you're in this organization and you you kind of want to move up within this organization. You really kind of want to be there, but you know, this the clicks are basically keeping you from from progressing or moving up within the organization. And you're, you're like, you know what? I can't fight this. You know, there's just there's no way how to fight this, and there's no way. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm not going to do this and this and this just to be part of a click and all that. You know what? Thank you. Um, I guess it's time for me to leave, find another job. But that's what usually happens in an organization where leadership allows cliques to fester and actually corrode the work environment. And and that's that's a shame, too, because a lot of good people, you lose a lot of good people. And you think about it. Uh, if you decided to go ahead and hire somebody and you spent maybe – $10,000 or, or whatever the case may be to train somebody, to get them certified, to get them to, to do this job, to whatever the case may be. But the clicks within the, the workplace hinder this person's ability to, to move or to actually do anything, right? They exclude this person all the time, and this person decides to go ahead and leave. What's the return on investment? You have just lost all this money that you used to train this person because of the fact that you allow a click to actually discourage um, this person and this person left. So there are things that management's got to understand that their inability to deal with clicks can actually have a, an effect on the bottom line. Career builders conducted a survey of 3,000 people and asked them about the effects of clicks within the workplace. 11% of people stated that they felt intimidated by clicks. They felt intimidated by clicks. So, you know, that, that whole entire thing about exclusion, they felt intimidated because they were excluded from doing this or that. 20% said that they did something that they didn't like just to try to be accepted by a click. And that could be anything. That could be, you know, like I said, you know, watching a certain TV show or maybe going on break uh, with some people or doing whatever just to try to be accepted within a, a click or ex at least accepted by a click. And if you really think about Maslow's hierarchy of needs, and one of the most important elements of Maslow's hierarchy of needs is the sense of belonging, relationship, feeling that you're accepted by others. That is extremely important. And if you think about what does clicks do, it actually takes away that sense of belonging. It actually destroys that sense of belongingness that people have. So when it says that 20% of people did something that they didn't like just to try to fit in, it's because people want to feel that they're, they're part of, of something, maybe connecting, connecting with other people. 50% of people had attended a uh, happy hour after work. In other words, they went out and they had a few drinks with some, some folks, although they really didn't want to, but they felt that maybe this would actually help them within the organization um, to try to be accepted by a click. 
21% actually stated that they watch TV shows just so that they can have something to talk about the very next day. Just like I was saying, right? You know, you always have the Game of Thrones people, the, the, the non-Game of Thrones people. I guess it happened the same thing with The Sopranos. You know, I, I'll be honest with you. I have never seen one episode of The Sopranos. And I've never seen one episode of Game of Thrones. So I, I, I'm like, but you see the clicks within an organization, right? These people, they have something that they feel that they have in common. You know, I, I don't know. For me, I, I don't know. I kind of like to watch documentaries or something. I like documentaries, something that I can get something out of, you know. But uh, it, it happens. 19% of people actually stated that they made fun of other people just so that they can be accepted by a clique. 19% of people actually made fun of this person or that person just so that they can feel, you know, that you know, they're accepted. And, and sometimes, right, you know, it, it may have gone, you know, against their values, their norms, or maybe their uh, their uh, their behavior. But the thing about it is that 90% of people actually did something that they probably felt bad about later on because they probably shouldn't have. 17% of people actually pretended that they liked a certain food just so that they can feel accepted by the, uh, a, a click. Yeah, yeah, that was that was the best lasagna that I've ever tasted. Oh wow, that was great! God, uh, that thing was greasy. That thing was nasty. But anyway, yeah, that was really nice. So, but what happens is, right? We 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 say, yeah, okay, yeah, we really did like this, really like that, when we really didn't. But you didn't want to to feel left out. Nine percent um, went on smoke breaks, even though for the majority of those folks, right, they probably didn't even smoke. But because everybody's going out on a smoke break. Yeah, you know, they, they go out there and just to be able to, to connect with people. That is totally crazy. 15% of people actually stated that they would hide their political affiliation due to cliques. They didn't want people to know that, you know, yeah, that they were either liberal or, or conservative or whatever the case may be and stuff because they felt that they were not going to be accepted by the others in, in the group. And I, I have actually seen this. I've actually felt this myself, you know. And being here in Texas, and and you know, it's always been a conservative um, state. And I'm really not. Well, I'll be honest with you. I'm not a conservative, not not at all. And like I said, I really don't like to get political. And there you go. That's that's 15% of people. 15% of people actually hide their political affiliation because they did not want to basically be shunned by a clique. Nine percent of people actually hid their religious beliefs because they did not want other people to, again, um, discriminate against them or uh, exclude them because of their religious belief. That, that that's that's really kind of crazy to think about. And like I said, forty-three percent of people actually report that they work in a cliquish work environment. Now. What, what, what is it that we actually, how can we actually deal uh, with clicks in the workplace? And we spoke a little bit about this, okay, is try to spend time with coworkers, okay? You know, okay, they're part of, the, part of a, uh, a click or something like that. You know, maybe, maybe pick out one person that you want to go ahead and, and maybe get to talk to a little bit more. And, and, that's so, and once they get to know you, and then, so they'll probably, hey, you know, okay, it's not really 
in HR or, or or management or whatever the case may be, but this person is going to go ahead and accept you. And once that person accepts you, and then so maybe a couple other people within that clique is going to say, well, I guess he's all right. It's not, not, not too bad at all. Another way that you can deal with cliques is don't be intimidated. Don't be intimidated by a clique, okay? You do your own work. You do your own job to be the best you can be, and don't let cliques bother you. Don't let cliques interfere in what you're doing. Just be the best you can. One of the things, another thing you have to think about is either join a click or not join a click. You know, is joining a click going to be beneficial to your upward mobility? Is it going to be uh, something that's going to help you in your career aspirations and stuff, right? Or don't join a click. That's a decision that you're going to have to make on your own. But the thing about it is that, is that if you do decide to go ahead and join a click, don't engage in gossip, backstabbing, because ultimately people are going to judge you on you and not on the click. Well, he only started rumors and he only started backstabbing people once he you know, joined that click. No, because ultimately it's going to be a reflection on you. So if you are going to join a click, always have positive, positive interactions with others. Don't engage in gossip, rumor mongering. Or backstabbing because ultimately it's about your character that, that you're going to be judged by socialize with others socialize with others if you decide to go ahead and be part of a clique you know don't exclude other people because you know people are going to see that now if it gets to a point where you know a clique you decided not to join a clique and this clique is really you know you know, doing things that your supervisor does not want to do anything about. Uh, there's HR counselors. There's HR counselors. There's labor relations counselors. Uh, ultimately, there's EEO, Equal Opportunity uh, uh, Offices, that you can actually go to and actually maybe file a complaint. Hey, you know what? I applied for six jobs in this this you know area, and I just keep on getting passed up, and they have no reason why to actually pass me up, there are avenues and things that you can actually do uh, to actually remedy the situation. So clicks, clicks, the reason why clicks actually occur within a workplace is weak leadership, bad leadership, leadership that does not want to deal with the issue. They know what's going on. They see what's going on, but they do not want to deal with the issue. And that's unfortunate because like I said, we lose a lot of people because of cliques and bad leadership. One of the things that effective leaders do to diffuse cliques in the workplace is promote open communication. Promote open communication. Talk to people. Let them know that they are accepted, that they are part of the organization. You have to go ahead and let them feel that, that their contribution means a lot. Promote team building activities. And the thing about it is, right, and I've seen this team-building activity t from time to time in some organizations where they, okay, well, it's the IT folks versus the HR folks versus the, the, the blue-collar workers versus this. No, don't do that because what happens is you're actually, you're actually promoting the cliques. Those are the cliques that we're talking about that we need to go ahead and try to do away with. So, okay, you take one person from IET, one person that's a, maybe a craft worker, another person that's a, maybe a, a HR person. Okay, maybe do team-building activities that involve different 
people, you know, like a cross-functional team-building activity and stuff, right? Promote social activities. Promote social activities where people can actually go out and talk to, to each other. And, you know, we have that from time to time in our organization where we have like a, a day where we're going to have barbecues. And this, you see the same thing. This, the same group, the same little clique, they, they, they go into their own little corners and nobody communicates with each other. But the thing about it is an effective, an effective leader, right, will actually say, okay, we need somebody from every, every part of the organization to participate in, in this and this and that. Maybe a pancake social, do a pancake social where you got managers from cross-functional um, departments come together and everybody can come together and talk and actually, you know, open the lines of communication. Because once we understand and learn from that we all have a lot of things in common, then all of a sudden the, the clicks kind of like diffuse. The, the clicks kind of like have no strength anymore because the strength of a click, it's its division, its power to divide. It's power to exclude people. So when you start, you know, whittling away at this click by creating maybe a family day where everybody can bring their families. And, and you know, one of the things family actually, you know, help to promote uh, open communications because, oh, wow, I didn't know that, that so-and-so in HR, you know, also had uh, three kids to go to the same high school that we take our kids to and stuff right and that's all of a sudden right people start talking oh wow yeah uh, uh one of the things that you know we have in our organization is people that like to ride motorcycles and you know and the thing well if somebody all of a sudden right they come to to this right and they have a motorcycle and they're like oh wow well so do i and that's what people get together they start to you know to communicate and stuff right? so these these are things to actually uh, help to diffuse clicks within a, a workplace Promote diver diversity within the workplace. Promote diversity. It doesn't matter. Maybe you need to actually come up with what we call in the military a tiger team. That's a team of people that actually get together to work on a on a problem or an issue within an organization. And these are a cross-functional group of people, right, from every element of the organization that actually come together to actually work to come up with solutions for the organization. Promote diversity. Promote, promote cross-functional opportunities for people to actually learn what other people do. And then, so once you, once you do that, you start to really diffuse organizations, uh, uh, clicks. Well, one, one, of the things, one, one of the things that, um, uh, that I experienced with clicks happened to me quite, quite a few years ago. I think it was something like about maybe, God, I think it must have been, wow, 12 years ago now. I'll... I was in the military, and I got a job in New Hampshire. So when I got a job in New Hampshire, I had to move from, from Texas to New Hampshire. And in order for me to continue my career in the military, I had to go ahead and find a job at the nearest airbase. So I got a job at Hanscom Air Base, which is in Massachusetts. And I worked in this organization, and I was new to the organization. And the very first thing that I noticed is that, you know, this this organization is kind of, kind of clickish. It, it really is. And like for myself, I was I was like really kind of surprised that, you know, you know that management and leadership actually allowed this to happen. And every every weekend that I would go in because I was a reservist, every weekend that I would go in, I was like I felt more and more excluded from everything. 
I was excluded from everything. And I thought to myself, hey, you know, I'm a nice guy. I'm an outgoing type of person, and I like to talk to folks, right? Yeah, okay, I'll get over this, right? You know, it's, it's no problem. But one day, one time, I went to Charleston Air Force Base. And Charleston Air Force Base is an awesome Air Force Base, and we went there for two weeks. And it was like about uh, 25 of us in the group. And when we got there... We, we stayed on base and at the little billeting. And if anybody's in the military out there, right, you know, they know what billeting is like, you know. Uh, you all have your own individual rooms. And then so, of course, you take your van to go to, uh, to, to work. And we were working in the aerial port. And there's like about three different areas where the aerial porters actually worked. And I was an aerial porter. And my job was actually working cargo. So we'd go ahead and build up pallets, right, so that we're going to go ahead and load on on, on an aircraft. So I was so excited. Okay, we got to Charleston, and so I was asking the other folks, and these are folks that are actually from Massachusetts. These people were there, and there was only a couple of people that were that were not from Massachusetts. And we 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 were gonna go to work, and I was so excited. I was like, "Hey, is anybody gonna go uh, into town? I hear that there's some great seafood out there." Uh, some great places to to have some maybe some barbecue and stuff. I've heard a lot about the barbecue place. And these people looked at looked at me and uh, no 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 we're not, we're not going nowhere we're not going to go anywhere. And I'm like, God, does anybody want to go? You know, there's there's good restaurants. I heard about this real nice barbecue place. Oh no, we're we're, we're not going to go anywhere. We're 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 not. Okay, so now so the the van drops us off in different uh, work works um, locations. And. At the end of the day, about three o'clock in the afternoon, when we were getting ready to to leave, you know, I, I was like, "Oh, okay, cool, no problem. They, they should be coming around with the van, right, so that uh, uh, to pick pick me up, to take take me back to our building. Our building was only something like about maybe seven seven blocks away from where we were working. And I'm looking, and I'm waiting, and I'm waiting, and I'm like, "God, there's nobody there, nobody here. Where's everybody?" So I walked over to the other location where. Some of our other folks from my unit were working. And so I asked them, so uh, where's Sergeant so-and-so? Oh, he already left. He left? <laughs> okay. Um, maybe I missed the van. Maybe they're out there waiting for me and stuff, right? And then nobody there. Okay, so now I looked at this other location where some of our other folks are, are working. And I asked, oh, is uh, Sergeant so-and-so here? Oh, no, he already left. Okay, no problem. Um, I'm looking for the van, and no, there's no van. So I decide, okay, um, let me go ahead and walk back to billeting where, 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 where we're going to meet. So I get close to the to billeting. I can see it about maybe half a block away, and I see this van take off. All righty. So as I get to the to billeting, I get to the lobby and and I say, "Hey, um, where where did where did so and so go?" Well, all the guys decided um, uh, to go downtown for dinner. Alrighty then. <laughs> so all the all the guys that I just asked, "Hey, uh, are you going to go out to dinner?" Who told me? Oh no, we're not going anywhere. Uh, just left. Just totally left. And left me there by myself. And I, I thought to myself, wow, 
that was low. That was as low as you can go. And like I said, you know, I try to keep my podcast clean. I really don't like to curse. But yeah, I was really kind of thinking some really negative thoughts at that time, right? And looking back, and that was because that they were in a clique. Their clique basically did not want me to be, you know, involved. They didn't. They didn't want me included. Did so. They totally excluded me. So they went out into town, and they had dinner, um, just like where, you know where I said you know, that I really wanted to go. And and the thing about it is, is that like like for myself, that that was the very first time that I've actually felt that in the military. And up until then, I actually thought that hey, you know what, this is one team, one fight. You know, we're all you know together. But the thing about it is that there's cliques everywhere. So, and then so, you know, it, it happened again, uh, another time, and, and again, right, these folks, and, and, that, and l- let me tell you, you don't have to slap me across the face a couple of times for me to figure it out and stuff, right, that you didn't want me to be, uh, you know, part of your little clique and stuff like that, and like I told these folks, you know what, I got enough plastic in my back pocket, right, to rent a car for the next two weeks, I really don't need you guys, thank you, and that's what I probably, and that's actually what I did. I wound up renting a car for about a, at least a week so that I wasn't going to be abandoned at the work site. I wasn't going to be left behind because they didn't want me to be included in their excursion to go out sightseeing and, and having dinner and stuff like that, you know. And and it made me feel bad. It, it actually made me feel bad. And I'm thinking about other people that that's happened to, especially in, in, in the workplace. and Because it shouldn't happen to anyone. Especially if you work together, I'm I'm here, working with with you folks, and you know that that shouldn't have happened, you know. And but it does happen, and that's because of lack of leadership. the The person that was in charge should have said, you know what, you're not leaving until everybody's here, everybody's accountable. Uh, and if if they want to go downtown right for dinner, you know, lack of leadership. The thing about it is that the leadership that was running that was actually part of the clique too. So they actually promoted that type of behavior, you know, that type of exclusion of others. So it, it, it does happen. It's, it, it does happen, and, and it's because of lack of leadership, weak leadership, leadership that does not want to face the issues about um, cliques and its adverse effect on people. It's very demoralizing, especially when you think that leadership has your has your back to take care of you because they don't. Well, that's a lot of uh, information on cliques and how effective leaders actually can deal with cliques within the workplace. Like I said, open lines of communication, promote diversity, create activities that brings people together, not separate them. Um, Effective leaders actually go ahead and confront Clicks, diffuse clicks. That's what you need to do as an effective leader. You need to make everybody feel included. Because if not, then you're going to lose some of your best resources, some of your best people, because you are not taking care of your people. And I'd like to thank you very much for listening to my podcast. I, I think I probably <laughs> rambled on a little bit too long or something, right? But this is a subject that. Like for me, especially in my experience that I had with the folks and the cliques of that that 
um, unit that I used to belong to, and uh, I, I really didn't feel good about that. I honestly didn't. Um, it, that, that was the very first time that I, I really felt that, wow, <laughs> they, they really just don't like me and stuff like that, you know, despite the fact that I'm, I was always a good worker. I always like to, to do everything. But effective leaders, right, need to actually address clicks in the workplace. They really do. Because when a, when a click actually does something which is discriminatory, it's going to open them up to litigation, EEO complaints. So you need to go ahead. If you're a leader within an organization, take a look to see if there's clicks in your organization. Deal with the clicks, the clicks in the organization. Like I said, open those lines of communications. Promote diversity. Promote team building. Cross-functional team building. You need to go ahead and do that to be a good leader within your organization. Like I said, I'd like to thank you for um, listening to my podcast. My email is leadershipinmotion036 at gmail.com. And if you'd like to uh, visit our Patreon page, and like I said, it's our our whole entire goal to actually create outreach programs to promote leadership within our community and actually create a website where people can actually attend free webinars and free training online. And it's only going to happen if we can get patrons and listeners like you to actually donate to our podcasts. I'd like to thank you. Thank you very much. And as always, take the lead today for a better tomorrow. This has been Leadership in Motion with Dr. Israel Molina. Please subscribe to our podcast.